Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 10. I'm your host, Stephen Westwayne. Thank you guys for tuning in to this edition of SFT. Huge show coming today. We're going to discuss the exit of Dean Pay from the Canterbury Bulldogs, who will replace him as the head coach for the Bulldogs in 2021. We're going to look at the grand final rematch between the Sydney Roosters and the Canberra Raiders, both teams in a little bit of an injury crisis at the moment. We're going to look at all that, and we're going to discuss whether the Sanctuary Dollar Dragons uh, themes have reason to hope for the rest of 2020, despite be having a record of three wins and six losses uh, after a huge win against Manly on Sunday night. So a lot to look forward to on the podcast today. If you guys noticed at the start of uh, the, the video title, uh, I, I did promise there would be an announcement on the future of the show, and I just want to start this by saying it's been an honor uh, to talk about rugby league with you guys every single week to see the growth of the podcast uh, in audio and in viewership since uh, round one to this point of the season has been absolutely tremendous. I want to thank you guys for all your continued support. Uh, and remember, on Spotify, Anchor, Apple iTunes, please leave your review. Please like the video. Please subscribe uh, anywhere that you can listen to this podcast. And I hope to grow and enjoy it for the rest of 2020. However, in 2021... Not 100% sure what the go is going to be yet. I will be returning on a podcast in some form. I'm not sure if Steve's NRL footy tips will return, uh, but I will be reviewing and predicting footy tips each and every week like I do this year. Whether it's under a different better, who knows? Um, But because of coronavirus and the situation in the world this year, there's been some goals that I haven't been, that I've set that I haven't been able to accomplish in 2020, like the potential uh, appearance of guests. I've got a lot of guests lined up, a lot of good friends in the Illawarra and colleagues in the Illawarra um, that I'd love to have them on the show to discuss rugby league. They're good rugby league minds, and I'd I'd love to have them, and I will have them in 2021, one way or another. So uh, stay tuned for future announcements to this show. But I just want to confirm to you guys that I will be back in the podcast uh, space next season, talking about rugby league in some form or fashion. And who knows, if the support's there, I'd like to introduce a second show where we just recap each game of the round. So there's a lot of potential in this format, in the podcast format of talking about rugby league, and I can't wait for you guys to join in on the future of the show and uh, the future of my podcast career. In the short term and next week on the podcast, we're going to be reviewing the season so far as after this round we're halfway through the NRL season for 2020 I'm going to be looking at my team of the year so far announcing that and I'm going to be grading each and every team based on an A to F scale so tune in next week for that let's recap round nine and uh, we'll start on the Thursday night match where the Sydney Roosters were way too good as I just get the schools up here uh, were way too good for the North Queensland Cowboys winning that game 42-16. to 16. I did tip the Roosters in that game, so that started our week one from one. In the second game on Friday night, the Titans uh, defeated the New Zealand Warriors 16-12 to 12, um, in a seesawing affair. I tipped the Warriors in that one, um, so I was one from two after two games in the weekend. In the second game on Friday night football, the South Sydney Rabbitohs were too good for the West Tigers 18-10. I did tip the Rabbitohs in that game, so I was two from three. On Super Saturday, my favourite time of the week, as all you regular viewers know, the Penrith Panthers defeated the Cronulla Sharks 56-24. Hell of a debut by Charlie Staines. We'll get into more of that later. Um, But I did tip the Panthers in that game, so I was three from four. 
Uh, the Broncos in the 5.30 time slot defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs 26-8. I tipped the Bulldogs for the upset in that game. Wasn't to be. I was free for five for the week. On 7.30 on Saturday night, the Melbourne Storm were too strong for the Canberra Raiders who lost Chod Hodgson for the season, uh, their captain and hooker. They did defeat the Raiders 20-14. I did tip the Storm in that game. So I was uh, four from six at that point. Heading into the Sunday and the Eels beat the Knights in a Dower affair 10-4. I did tip the Eels in that game as well, so that got me to 5 from 7 for the weekend. And then the St. George Illawarra Dragons were too strong for Manly in the last game of the week, 34-4. I tipped the Dragons in the upset. They did get up. They hit my uh, total for the week, 6 out of 8. I also did get my bet of the week up, which I told you guys, $2 was a steal for Melbourne to beat Canberra. They didn't do it comfortably, but they did enough to get the job done. Um, so that's some money in the bank for you guys that backed me. Um, you, if you put 50 bucks on them, you would have made 100. Um, and I'm happy, you know, doubling my money each and every week um, if I'm having a punt. So I hope a lot of you guys back that as well. With my 6 out of 8 total, we go to 49 uh, for this point of the season. 49 correct footy tips. Uh, let's see if we continue it. Let's see if I can get that elusive perfect round in round 10. Let's head to the Thursday night game to start my predictions for round 10. And round 10 all kicks off on Thursday night at Sydney Cricket Ground at 7.50pm when the Sydney Roosters take on the Canberra Raiders in the rematch of the 2019 Grand Final. Both these teams have had their injury concerns and looking through the list of players that were in last year's Grand Final that won't be playing for both these two teams. It's crazy. For the Roosters, Daniel Tupo, obviously he's injured. Latrell Mitchell has gone to the Rabbitohs. Cooper Cronk's going to be out because he's retired. Sam Farrell's Victor Radley and Jake Friend are all injured. So six players that lined up in the Roosters' grand final team in their premiership winning team won't be playing this weekend. For the Raiders, Joseph Leilua and Aiden Caesar, they've left the club. Hodgson, Bateman, Simonson, Gula and Horsburgh are all injured. Uh, so it's going to be a very different uh, bunch of teams than the teams that we saw uh, versus the grand final, which of course the Roosters won 14-8 last season. Speaking of which, uh, the Raiders, they really hung uh, hung in tough against Melbourne last weekend. It was a seesawing affair. Um, but of course, with Simonson's injury and the loss of their captain, Josh Hodgson, who suffered a uh, suspected ACL and will be out for the rest of the 2020 campaign, uh, those losses are pretty huge. I, mean, I know the Roosters... They aren't at full strength either. They are boosted this weekend by the return of Brett Morris and Boy Corden for this match. Um, they weren't at their best last Thursday against the Cowboys. In the first half, they were really struggling, especially with uh, completion rate, and they made a lot of unforced errors, the Roosters. But somehow, they went into the break when you look back at that Cowboys game, 12-6. to And then the second half, they looked like a completely different side. They scored about three or four tries in the first 10 minutes of that half, and the Cowboys were just blown off the park. It just goes to show you that even when the Roosters aren't at their best, the two-in-a-row premiers um, are a real threat. Uh, they can put it, they can put their game together at any time, and it makes it difficult uh, for other teams because when you've got that much firepower with the Morris brothers, with Tupu, Cleary and Flanagan are controlling that team really well. And you've got Tedesco that just roams in and out and picks his involvement. And that's why he's the greatest player in the world at the moment because he just knows how to pick his moments. And every moment that he picks, it turns to gold, basically, at the moment. So this Sydney Rooster team, very hard to beat on their best day. And uh, Canberra, 
I think when they're at their best could really challenge this Sydney Roosters team, but a half-strength uh, Raiders team who are my premiership predictor, by the way, I think it's going to be a very tough ask without Hodgson um, and a lot of these guys that are injured to um, to be a top-four team and a premiership team this season now. Um, but the Roosters, I just think, are going to be too strong in this match. I expect the Raiders to be up for it like they were against the Storm last weekend. But the Ra- as the Roosters, the reigning premiers just got too much firepower all around the park. And I think the Roosters will win this one by 10 points. And Friday Night Football kicks off at 6pm from the Sunshine Coast Stadium when the Melbourne Storm will take on the Gold Coast Titans. Both of these teams coming off a win in Round 9. For the Titans, it was much needed. Um, against the Warriors, who weren't at their best, but the Titans really dug in deep, and I was really impressed by uh, Jamel Fogarty, who really controlled the game well. Corey Thompson was really good for the Titans last weekend as well. Um, But they faced no easy task going up against the Melbourne Storm, who were really starting to hit their straps. They weren't at their best last weekend against the Raiders, but they got the job done um, after that grueling match a fortnight ago against the Roosters, where they managed to win in Golden Point. So the Storm... Uh, they're really starting to hit some form, and they're really proving that they're going to be a premiership for it in 2020. They are boosted this weekend by the return of Cameron Munster, who's just going to add um, more attack with Spark. His combination uh, with Papahiasen will be uh, something the Titans will really have to watch out for. Um, and the Titans, while they are while they are coming off a win, uh, for them to be competitive every weekend. Um, it's going to be a tough ask in 2020, and I think Justin Holbrook knows that. And let's be honest, three out of nine victories for Holbrook, not a bad effort in his first season for the Titans. They only won four games overall in 2020. Um, so I think Holbrook personally is overachieving this season with Gold Coast. And if they do not get the wooden spoon this season, which at the moment it's looking like they might not get the wooden spoon, that's not a bad effort for Gold Coast because... When you look at their team on paper, not the strongest side in the world. They've got some young guys like Spry and uh, and Firma, who are both coming to the team recently as well. But let's be honest, I think this game only goes goes one way. Cameron Smith's still playing some really good football. Brandon Smith's in really good form. Pabba Housen is having a really good 2020. And getting Cameron Munster uh, back on board just really... Gives them another strike weapon, and I think the Storm are going to be way too strong in this game. I've got the Storm by 30 against the Gold Coast Titans to kickstart Friday Night Football. And Friday Night Football's second match uh, takes place at 7.55pm from Leichhardt Oval when the West Tigers take on the Brisbane Broncos. And for the Brisbane Broncos, such a relief uh, it must be for them to finally get that goose egg uh, out of there, uh, finally winning their first match Post the season restart because of COVID-19, the Broncos finally returning to the winner's circle last weekend against the Canterbury Bulldogs, of course, who have only won one game. They need to uh, continue that form and get some confidence from that victory because the West Tigers are going to be desperate in this game. Uh, At home, they've lost a couple matches in a row. They were really uh, disappointing last weekend against the Rabbitohs, and Michael Maguire has responded... um, by dropping Luke Brooks, who uh, hasn't been in the best form of 2020. At his best, he's a really good organizer and a good playmaker uh, with great general kicking, and uh, he really controls the game around well, but he hasn't been in good form this season. Josh Reynolds, their other half from last weekend, is being suspended uh, for two weeks after a uh, a scuffle and a, a kick and then a scuffle with Latrell Mitchell. Um, so a completely different half pairing this week, 
Benji Marshall, who played off the bench last weekend, will return in the halfback role, while the young kid, Billy Walters, returns into 5'8". So a new-look spine. Uh, we'll see how they combine with Adam Dewey and Harry Grant, but they're definitely going to be the key for this Tigers team this weekend. I was very impressed by Billy Walters, actually, in the first two rounds of the competition before Harry Grant came over from Melbourne. Um, so I'm glad to see him back in first grade. Great. He likes... Um, a run, and a running 5-8 is going to be pretty dangerous against the Broncos team who, let's admit it, even though they beat the Bulldogs last weekend, still not uh, exactly flying with confidence and still not in the best form. So for the Broncos, it's all about improving each and every week and all about growing. They do have a lot of injury concerns this uh, this week and like they've had for the majority of the year. Um, that's no excuse for this Broncos team. On paper, their forward pack... Um, should really control the game. Pengai Jr. and uh, Patrick Carrigan uh, got back to some of their best form last weekend. Payne Huss, uh, Ben Teo, and Corey Oates. These guys are all experienced campaigners. And I expect uh, if the Broncos are to be successful in those games, they're going to have to lead from the forward pack. Uh, take the pressure off uh, Milford, Croft, and Tessie New, um, their playmakers, a little bit. Um, and let them roam and create opportunities a little bit more freely. Of course, Anthony Milford has been heavily scrutinized in 2020, and he's going to have to be uh, better as well because, in my opinion, wasn't fantastic even in that Broncos win last weekend. So a lot of improvement for the Broncos. As I said, the Tigers are going to be very desperate in this match. Um, I don't... The more I see the Tigers, the less convinced I am from them. I don't know if they're going to be a top-eight team in 2020 uh, when I see them every week because a fortnight ago, they were really good against the Panthers... uh, until near the end of that match, of course, with some brain explosions, but they were really good defensively. And then last weekend, in that first half, it almost looked like the Rabbitohs were scoring at will. So they're going to have to be a lot better than the Tigers at home against this Broncos team who are desperate, who are still under a lot of pressure. I'm going to go the Tigers just because I do like the new Haas combo. I think Walters, Marshall are going to combine well with Harry Grant, and I think there's a lot of uh, creative spark there. So... I'm going to go the Tigers by one point, but the Broncos will be better. They will be improved, um, and I think it's going to be a tight match, and it could even go to Golden Point this one. So the Tigers by one in my second match of Friday Night Football. And it's time for Super Saturday, my favorite time of the week. Let's hope I can get free from free this weekend. And it all starts at 3 p.m. from Wynn Stadium down there in Wollongong when the St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Canterbury Bulldogs, the Dragons. Going for two wins in a row, they were very impressive on Sunday night against Manly, winning that game 34-4. Of course, Manly were not at their best, but I really like uh, the change that put Ben Hunt into the starting hooker position and Cameron McInnes at lock. Makes a lot more creative uh, opportunities there for the Dragons. Clune and Norman, I still think, are a work in progress in the halves, but very impressive signs for the Dragons. Let me just also note that I think Zach Lomax... Every time I see him play, I think he's getting better, and I think he's a potential superstar uh, of the next five to ten years. So, well done, Zach Lomax. Let's hope they can keep it up this weekend because they're versing a team that has had a crazy week so far, the Canterbury Bulldogs. They've only won one out of nine, the Bulldogs. They're down low on the bottom of the ladder by themselves, uh, all lonely down there. And, of course, uh, the big news today, um, this morning, Dean Pay has parted ways with the Canterbury Bulldogs. There was rumours that he was going to be sacked and they were looking for a new coach in 2020. It looks like Dean Pay has jumped the gun and has decided to move on before he is or was going to get fired. 
Trent Barrett from the Panthers. Uh, he's their attacking coordinator and obviously a legend of the game. He's the former coach of the Manly Seagulls. He has been rumored to take over the role in 2021. And I think it's a personally, I think it's a very interesting move. Trent Barrett didn't have uh, the most success in the world out of Manly. Probably some of their worst seasons, if not their worst seasons of the century so far when he was the coach of them for the three seasons. Of course, the last season he was there, they finished 15th, which was second last. But Manly have never gotten the wooden spoon, and that was the closest they'd ever been to it. Um, so he's got a lot to prove. And I think, obviously, he's been very vocal about he did not like the conditions um, at Manly, uh, the Bulldogs looking at him is very interesting because I think there's other coaches um, that could really try to make this Bulldogs team very professional and guys like uh, Anthony Griffin and Jeff Tuvey. But Trent Barrett, of course, is an up-and-comer um, in the coaching scene. And I think with that $3 million checkbook that you know they've, they're rumored to be letting him use and sign anyone that he wants um, for the future, if he's to go over there in 2021, um, it's going to be very interesting because I really think that the key with the Bulldogs is getting two strong halves. And at the moment, their halves just are not doing the job. They've got some good forwards. They need some experience in the backs and in the halves in particular. So, uh, But going back to this weekend, their interim coach is going to be Steve Georgialis, uh, who has been their assistant coach for a few seasons now. And they... They, it's no easy task against the Dragons. Of course, the Dragons are the only teams who have lost to the Bulldogs in 2020. I believe they lost 22-2. I think it was in round four or round five. Um, but the Bulldogs, they're going to be hungry in this game. They're going to want it. But I think the Dragons, just too much firepower. They're really improving. You look at the fortnight before that win against Manly, and they were really good in their matches against the Roosters and the Raiders. They really hung in deep. And as I said at the start of this podcast, should Dragons fans have hope for the rest of 2020? I think the answer is yes. I mean, if they win this game, they're going to go to four wins, six losses. And then next week, without looking too far ahead, next week they have the Cronulla Sharks. And if they beat the Cronulla Sharks, they're suddenly five wins, six losses. And they could even find themselves in the top eight for that because there's such a divide in the competition this year that I'm not even sure if you have to win 10 games and you know, have a 50% record to make the finals in 2020 because there seems to be such a big divide in the good teams and the bad teams. So a very important game for the Dragons. And uh, as I said, their halves combination still needs a bit of work. Their forward pack has really stepped up, I think, the last couple of weeks. And uh, that's been highlighted by Ben Hunt coming into the Sarden team and Kevin McInnes going back to lock. So I really like what I'm seeing from the Dragons lately. And I think they're going to be too strong for the Bulldogs. I've got the Dragons by 14 in this game. The second game of Super Saturday will take place at 5.30pm from Bankwest Stadium when the South City Rabbitohs take on the Newcastle Knights. The Rabbitohs, two wins in a row, um, started to get some confidence on the board. It was a good win last weekend against the Tigers. They really dismantled them in the first half, um, scoring three uh, tries there and then a couple more in the second half as well. They weren't at their best, though, in the last 20, 25 minutes. They really let the Tigers back in their game. So they have to be better with their game management, the Rabbitohs, but promising signs for them. Um, of course, they do have a couple of uh, key changes this weekend. Latrell Mitchell, uh, after the scuffle uh, last weekend, is going to be suspended for two weeks. Uh, Campbell Graham, as well, who did get kicked in the head by Josh Reynolds in an unfortunate accident, he's going to be out for a while as well. Um, and Liam Knight, um, long-term injury. So... 
They've got a couple of uh, inexperienced wingers uh, in Jackson Paulo um, and Corey Allen coming into the team. So they've shifted Gay Guy out to centers. Who, speaking of which, Dane Gay Guy's had a very good last couple of weekends, uh, last couple of weeks, and it's good to see because at times he's seemed disinterested at the Rabbitohs and not playing his best football. So it's good to see him back at his best, but he's going to have to have his work cut out for him because no matter whose side he's on, um, there's inexperienced wingers out there. So they need to be careful because Alex Johnson's back there at fullback to cover the loss of Latrell Mitchell. So um, they've lost a little bit this weekend, the Rabbitohs, but as I said, they're building confidence and they're versing a side uh, in Newcastle that they were in an opportunity um, to beat the Parramatta Eels last weekend. It was a very dour affair. It wasn't a great match, but the Eels won it on the def- their defense, and that's what the good teams do. They grind out victories, and the Knights, um, even though they've they started the year out on fire, I don't know if they're at the place where they're going to be competing, competing with the good teams um, of the competition, like your top four, like your Roosters, your Storm, your Eels, your Penrith. Um and getting away with victories there. Um, but saying that, um, they they need to improve this weekend. It's a, a battle of sixth versus seventh this weekend. So a really key battle in the top eight. And uh, very worrying for the Knights that teams have managed to figure, have seemed to figure out Kalen Ponga. I mean, he's getting bashed the last couple of weekends and they've been kicking it out a lot, uh, opposition teams and really keeping Kalen Ponga out of the game because we know how damaging he can be from a kick return. Um, and then, of course, when he's getting involved in attack close to the line, they seem to be relying on him a hell of a lot. Uh, Mitchell Pierce has not been his best in control in the game. And, of course, Kurt Mann has been uh, more a ball running 5-8 uh, than a controller of the game. So the Knights need to uh, need to improve in their game management. Um, and I think it's all going to be back on the back of Mitchell Pierce and Caelan Pong again back to their best football. Uh, but as I said last weekend, a lot of unforced errors. Their forwards weren't their best. They need to be stronger and really need to get in the arm wrestle against the Rabbitohs because they've got some key men in Tom Burgess, Damien Cook, and Kim Murray that are all starting to get back to some of their best form, uh, which will be worrying for Newcastle. So I think this is going to be a close game. The Rabbitohs' injury concerns are a bit of an issue, and uh, Newcastle are going to be really looking for an improved performance. Adam O'Brien is going to be on them all weekend um, because... They're in a little bit of a form slump in Newcastle at the moment. They need to turn it around and get back to what we saw near the start of the season. I've got the Rabbitohs by two points, but I think this one's going to be a very close game. Could even be the match of the week, this one. So, the Rabbitohs by two in the second game of Super Saturday. The 7.30 game of Super Saturday sees the Parramatta Eels travelling to Lotto Land to take on the struggling Manly Seagulls. And let's talk about Manly. Let's talk about their last couple of weekends. Uh, this is three losses in a row since the loss of Tommy uh, Turbo, Tom Sarovic, and Dylan Walker. Their attack has been all over the place. They were very disappointing against the Dragons for a team that's so known for their defense. The amount of points they leaked um, and the amount of the lack of creativity they showed in attack is extremely worrying for all those Manly fans and supporters out there. They're going to be have to be a hell of a lot better this weekend to take on an Eels team that admittedly weren't at their best last weekend. They uh, had a lot of errors, and it wasn't a good game uh, against the Newcastle Knights, but they found a way to win the game, and they won it on the back of their defense, which is, as I said a little bit earlier, is what the good teams do, and that separates the good teams from the bad teams. So the Eels, even though they're last weekend, a couple of weeks this year, they have not been playing their best football, they're still finding ways to win matches, which shows 
how much of a quality team they are. Of course, their key playmaker, Mitchell Moses, is missing as well. But the Eels, they just find ways every week, and they just show up for each other every week, which is great to see. And it really gives Parramatta fans hope that this season might be the season that they can end the massive drought that has been going since 1986, 34 years now since the Eels last won a premiership. Uh, but back to Manly, they need to find a way to score points um, because at the moment, the combination of uh, whether it be Lachlan Croker uh, or K-Cusp with Cherry Evans, it's not working at the moment. Bren Elliott, they've tried him at fullback. They've tried Ruben Garrick at fullback. I don't know if any of these combos are working. They just don't seem to be there mainly at the moment. I mean, they just don't seem to be physically or mentally showing up to matches. And you can bl- they can blame Tom Chirovich. The fans can blame him not being there. They can blame Dylan Walker for not adding that creative spark as well. Um, but they should be going a lot better than they're going. I mean, last season, Tom Chirovich was out for a majority of 2019. And they still found ways to win matches. They still grind out victories on the back of their defense. And I just don't see the same side in 2020. I mean, you look at their forward pack. They've got guys like Tapia, Thompson, Siren, and Jake Chirovich. But I just, some, and a lot of these guys are, you know, still playing good football, but... At times, they just seem to fold mainly as a team in defense, and they just seem to let easy points. They did it against Cronulla. They were a lot better last weekend in defense against Newcastle. But as I said, Sunday against the Dragons, they were appalling at times in defense, and there's not many positives to take away from mainly at the moment. They really need a reality check, and I think they got it on Sunday night against the Dragons. They Hopefully, they are a lot better against the Eels. They're going to need to be if they're going to be in the game at all. Um, because, as I said, the Eels are just flying with so much confidence. Clint Gustin has been absolutely outstanding since uh, Mitchell Moses got injured. Uh, Jai Field has been a good replacement as well, but Gustin and Dylan Brown really leading this side around well. Uh, the forward packs in tremendous form. These guys like Reuben Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo, who at the start of 2020 weren't even really discussed for origin, are well and truly in contention now. And Ryan Madison has been a revelation coming to this team. They've even got the, the big brute uh, in Nathan Brown. He's added a lot of aggression to this evil side. Um, and when he can control it, because we know he can get suspended at times and you know get too over the top with his aggression, but when he can control it, he's an outstanding player, and I, I really think that they're starting to get a side um, where they're still winning all the time without Mitchell Moses in their side. They're going to get even stronger when he comes back, but I really think they're in a position where they're starting to become a powerhouse of the NRL, and to be honest, anything but a premiership in 2020 would be disappointing for the Eels. So, um, But I've got the Eels in this game. I've got the Eels beating Manly, who should and I think will be much better in this match, but I've got the Eels being too strong. I've got the Eels by 10 points in this one. Sunday afternoon football kicks off at 2 p.m. at Central Coast Stadium up there in Gosford when the New Zealand Warriors take on the Cronulla Sharks. And I'm very happy to say that the 2 p.m. time slot is back. I do like it a lot more than the 6.30 later time slot for matches on Sunday football. Um, The earlier start excites me. This match, uh, of course, these two teams... Cronulla and the Warriors have both been struggling in 2020 with consistency. The Warriors were not at their best last weekend against the Gold Coast Titans. They scored two early tries in the first seven minutes and then did not score a point for the rest of the match and let the Titans back in their game. They tried hard, the Warriors, um, but as I said, were not at their best. They weren't getting the basics right in the last week. And they're versing a Cronulla Shark that conceded 56 points last weekend against the Panthers. They were awful. Um, the Sharks, I did discuss last week on the podcast, I asked, are they back? Are they finally in a position to make a run for the top eight in 2020? And if we're going off last week's performance against the benchmark, 
uh, in Penrith, they are not even close um, to being a top eight team in 2020, which is very disappointing to say. Um, they were awful last weekend, and I think the loss of Matt Moylan um, might contribute a little bit more than we know because he was really starting to create opportunities in those few weeks before he got injured. Um, and I, I'm just disappointed by Cronulla because on on paper, their team is a pretty solid side. I mean, Johnson and Townsend have definitely not been at the best in 2020, and their forward pack really isn't firing. Jack Williams has been dropped for this match. They put Toby Rudolph who's done a pretty good job off the bench this season. They put him in at starting lock position this year, but they need to be a hell of a lot better um, if they're going to be a top eight team in 2020. This match, uh, I haven't given a match so far this weekend, um, you know, a, a snore, being a snore fest, but I think this match might be. Um, don't get me wrong, there'll probably be plenty of points because I don't know if either team um, is in a confident spot with defense at the moment. Um so expect this one to be expect this one to be a basically a shit show. I expect there's a lot of errors in this one. I think I'm gonna I'm think I'm leaning towards the Warriors for the upset. They're paying about three dollars on the tab and I think I like it because this Cronulla team's so inconsistent, you never know what Cronulla you're gonna see. Um and let's be honest, they need a lot be a lot better if they're gonna challenge any of the top eight teams at the moment. So it all starts this weekend. They've got a, little, a big opportunity against the Warriors um, to really show that they are, you know, a team to watch for in 2020, but I just don't know if we're going to see it. And uh, the Warriors are also as inconsistent as the Sharks, but they are boosted by the return of Katoa this week. Um, and, you know, he, we know that he always gives his all each week. Um, so does guys like Tohu Harris and Kemba Marlowe, Roger Shulvavi Shek. So I've got... Guys in this Warriors team that I'm that I rely on, and I think are more reliable than any player on this Cronulla team. I've got the Warriors by twelve in this one in a big upset, which leads us to the final game of the weekend, four oh five p.m. on Sunday afternoon. The Penrith Panthers take on the North Queensland Cowboys from Penrith Stadium, and the Panthers they are just flying high at the moment. Um, absolutely outstanding last weekend against the Sharks. Uh, compounded by the debut of a potential superstar in the making, Charlie Staines, who unfortunately has been uh, forced to self-isolate for 14 days after having um, you know, several people out of his house last weekend, but a fantastic debut. Future's bright for him, and the Panthers, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai controlling the team around well. Dylan Edwards, absolutely outstanding in 2020, and to be honest, I criticised him um, over the last few seasons, but he is really making that fullback position at the Panthers his own, and it's great to see, and the Panthers forward pack is really performing as well, uh, which is compounded by the arrival of Appy Corsia, who has been a revelation for him in 2020. So they really have an opportunity over these next few weeks to uh, cement a top four finish for 2020, which would definitely be overachieving, and they can really make a push for this premiership, to be honest. Um They've got an opportunity against the Cowboys team. Uh, now, let's be honest. They have been disastrous um, most of 2020. Uh, a few weeks ago, now they had a good win against the Knights where some people thought, you know what, they might uh, they might be back in the race uh, for finals. But last weekend against the Roosters, they were terrible, in particular in the second half. I mean, they were bad in the first half, but the Roosters were, were equally as bad. So they only went into the break 12-6 down, but second half, absolutely atrocious. And Paul Green, who 
you know, he's been the coach there for a long time. I think he has to come under a bit of pressure um, because, let's be honest, he's had enough time to make his roster his own. And I know the loss of Valentine's at home to injury and Michael Morgan to injury isn't helping things. But really, Stephen Kearney's got the sack. Dean Pay has basically got the sack. I think there should be some question marks about Paul Green's long-term future. And I've got nothing against Greeny, but... Uh, Honestly, they've got to perform, and this Cowboys team is looking a long way away from the team that won the premiership five years ago. So, um, they've Paul Green, to his credit, has responded accordingly and dropped Scott Drinkwater. They put Mitchell Dunn into the five-eight role, um, but I don't know if they're going to be able to compete against the Panthers in this match. I mean, they might get up for it um, early in the match, but I think the Panthers is going to be too strong. Across the board, I've got the Panthers in this game by plenty, probably by about 28. Panthers by 28 to end my round. And that concludes my footy tips for round 10. Uh, Let's recap who I tipped in each match now. And on Thursday night, I've got the Roosters being too strong for the Raiders. Uh, Both teams heavily affected by injury, but the Roosters being too strong in the grand final rematch of last season. Friday night football, I've got the Storm uh, smashing the Gold Coast Titans. We've got the Tigers just against the Brisbane Broncos. Super Saturday, I've got the Dragons being too strong for the Bulldogs despite their changing coach. The Rabbitohs just against the Newcastle Knights in a tight match. I've got the Eels being too strong for Manly. And on Sunday, I've got the Warriors upsetting the Cronulla Sharks. And I've got the Panthers absolutely flogging the North Queensland Cowboys. So those are my tips for round 10. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the podcast. As always, we're going to get to Steve's better the week now. Um, this one, not planned, but I'm just looking through uh, the matches. And I, I'm i going to, if we're betting 50 bucks, I'm going to put 25 bucks straight on the Warriors at $3. Uh, we'll get it to 75 So the Warriors head-to-head in one of the bets. Um, in the other one, we're going to go a hell of a moldy here. So just stay with me. We're going to go We're gonna go all or nothing in this one. And let's uh, start it off. I'm going to go the Roosters, 13-plus against the... Uh, no, actually, I went by 10, didn't I? The Roosters, 1-12 to 12 against the Raiders at $3. We'll take the 3 bucks. The Storm, 13-plus at $1.50 against the Titans. The Tigers head-to-head against the Broncos. The Dragons, 13-plus. Uh, yeah, let's go the Dragons, 13-plus. I don't know what I margin, but it's a bet. We're going to put the Dragons, 13-plus at two twenty against the Bulldogs. Um... The Rabbitohs head-to-head against the Roosters. So those are the four, first five games of the week. Just to recap, the Roosters 1-12, to the Storm 13+, plus, the Tigers, the Dragons 13+, plus, and the Rabbitohs. That gives us 27 bucks. If we put 25 bucks on that, you're looking at a very good time uh, drinking some beer if, you, if we get that up. So uh, good luck on the punt this weekend. If anyone is having a punt, thank you guys for listening to Steve's NRL footy tips. As always, please remember to like the Facebook page. Uh, leave us a like there, um, subscribe, rate, anywhere you get this podcast, whether it be on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple iTunes. And thank you guys for listening to Steve's NRL Footy Tips. I'll see you next week when we review the season so far with my midway Steve's midway NRL season review. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys for the Round 11 show. And let's hope I'm coming off the elusive perfect round in 2020. I'll see you guys next week.